everybody and welcome to the Dirty Work Minute podcast. It's the podcast where we're watching the 1998 Norm Macdonald film Dirty Work one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones. And I'm John Yabez. And today we have a very special guest. Yeah. I'm very excited that this man is here because in the studio right now, we have the man who invented the George Foreman grill. Ooh. Yes. So the inventor of the George Foreman grill himself, inventor Anthony Negrelli is here. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Good. Good. Thanks yeah, for joining yeah. us. I'm pretty sure that everyone listening to this podcast is enjoying themselves. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think people, uh, you know, the world over, you know, they, they always have the same question. I see that on everyone's face. They're like, you invented the George Foreman. Why did you name it George Foreman Grill if your name is Anthony Negrelli? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, like. Was that before or after you got George Foreman to be a spokesman? Uh, it, I, I actually decided to name it the George Foreman Grill before. I got uh, George Foreman as a spokesperson. Ah. Yeah, I, I felt like uh, you know there was something about uh, grilling two pieces of you know grilling pieces of meat mm-hmm. between two heated Teflon slabs <laughs> yeah. that really reminded me of the champ. You know what I mean? Could you say that that grill uh, uh, packs a punch? Hey, <laughs> serious question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you know what's you know what's amazing. Uh, so I've been, uh, touring around for the George Foreman grill now for about 42 years. Yeah. And that is actually the first time I've heard that joke. Oh, really? The first time. My God. It's, I figure people, when they meet you, they're like too intimidated to be making jokes. Uh, a lot of times. Yeah. yeah because they think like, oh my God, here's this boxer right. coming to <laughs> sell me some, you know, outdoor heating accessories. And I'm like, no, no, you do this inside and I'm not black <laughs> is uh, the big surprise. Yeah, yeah. But you are a boxer. Yeah. Ex- uh, yeah yes. Yeah. Not, the, not the dog. Yeah. No. Uh, junior varsity, junior. you know, is how they have me grouped at the YMCA. <laughs> I think they do it by height and weight. So, you know, uh, yeah, don't, you know what people like, don't underestimate, uh, you know, a scrappy 12 year old mm-hmm. they will punch, you know what I mean? Like, like they're. Like their life depended on it, so yeah, yeah, very talented, very talented. Just just like this minute, minute number twenty, we're talking about today. Um, yeah. Minute number twenty starts with Sam saying, "Well, what if I got a job? Maybe I could pay this guy off in installments." And it ends with him pulling up his pants and saying, "He was supposed to keep driving." That's uh, how most of my lift my lift uh, drivers are. Some, and I can under- I totally understand. I'm totally on Artie's spectrum here. Or sorry, Sam, Sam, my bad. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta be consistent. <laughs> See, this is, uh, you know what? This, uh, I mean, I know we're starting with the last half of the minute, right? <laughs> right? But I'm just gonna say this. Like, this is why, like, I can never, I'm, I'm always afraid to have, like, the, the jackass, you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, what's his name? Johnny Knoxville kind of friends. You know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> like one minute, you're all, you're the team, you're the giant, ah, we're yeah. punking, we're punking everybody, we're punking it. And the second you let your guard down for even a second, <laughs> now you're the joke. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know if I can handle that level of stress in my life. I've never, like, you either, you're either constantly plotting, right, right or you're the victim. Yeah, I right? guess. And I, <laughs> I don't know if I, like, that's like a level of anxiety that, like. It would yeah. be interesting to know, see if those jackass guys have some kind of PTSD from, like. <laughs> Right, you know those those they're constantly getting peed on by each yeah. other. Like they just wake up in the middle of the night and they just like whack their spouse <laughs> in the face. It's like, oh, sorry, 
years of training. <laughs> that you were gonna whack me in my nuts. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like those guys can't even walk down and uh, walk down a hallway without you know expecting yeah. a, gi- a gigantic hand to slap them. Or something. Your, your your daughter jumps out from behind the hamper to surprise you. You punch her in the face. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Just years, years. Every yeah. other time someone yeah. was jumping out from behind a hamper. Yeah, and, and, and you'll know you have a problem because you'll be the only person there. And then you'll be laughing yeah. <laughs> as if there's 20 guys in the room laughing along every, with you. Every single porta potty you ever see for the rest of your life gives you fucking <laughs> nightmares. You're just like, I can't go. You don't understand. I can't go in those things yeah. anymore. Well, I wonder well, if they ever walk past one like on a construction site or something and they drive past and they just remember the good old days. Oh, like, like, I miss yeah. my friends. And No, see, that's that's like so that's what I'm saying. For, it's, it's funny because I like I love. Like, I would love to be as clever yeah. as Norm MacDonald in this one. Because it's, that's funny, right? It's, you just love to be around people who are fun enough and irreverent enough to, like, drive past a line full of people yeah. and be like, all right, man, you drive, I'll moon them, yeah. yeah. Woo! You know what I mean? And then, but, like, it's almost like you were the mark the whole time. Yeah, true. You know? And it's just, like, it's almost like beautiful poetry because it's, like, there's no better mark than the person who was trying to get everybody else. You know? It's yeah. like, this is the person who's trying to move everybody else. And now you're the sucker. So it's like, it's almost like what he does for a living in this movie in like a, in like a little, <laughs> little micro verse. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of crazy. Well, like to Mitch's credit though, I mean, like all he really said was, Hey, look, a movie line. You know <laughs> it's not like, it's not like he told Sam to moon that movie line or like he was yeah. just simply pointing out what he was what he was seeing so yeah i mean it's not like yeah i mean like i'm know. getting all deep here <laughs> this guy said one thing and it, uh from what it seems like mitch is like very observant yeah right and he's very reactionary so i mean like even this even like right before this speaking of like porta potties and taking pisses <laughs> right like they like Sam had pissed on a man who had made his way to the top of the right. hospital yeah. hospital building, and uh, uh, I don't like. It's the wonderful thing about this movie is that you get to fill in the gaps, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. because, because it seems like that would be the only way up in that roof that Sam yeah. and Mitch were able to get away. So I mean, yeah. uh, right. that's right. And, and, and why does that guy look like he jumped into a kiddie pool of their yeah, urine? He was yeah. soaked. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's why. I mean, they make a joke about it, like, man, that was a hell of the piss because like you're right it's not like covering someone with like with shit right (laughs) when you cover someone with piss how do, how do you make, you know what I mean? They have to look soaking wet. Otherwise, it's just like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, look, right here. I'm like, on my jacket. There's two spots here. You know, it's like, I was sitting here like, why is this guy so mad? It's just a couple of drops of piss. <laughs> you know? But then, then you're like, I get why this guy's mad. It's because he's soaked in piss. And then you're like, wait, why was this idiot standing in the stream of piss <laughs> for long enough to get soaked? Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but that's... But that's exactly what you're talking about. It's it's those things where it's like the first time you watch it, you're, just like, you're like, uh huh, they peed on that guy, right? And the next time you watch it, you just like, you got more questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he walked yeah. under the stream and then stopped for some reason. You know, like, and it's if it's at a hospital, it could be that you know he was trying to like push somebody's wheelchair or something in, and it got stuck, and oh, then he was just like stuck there getting yeah. pissed on while he's trying to help someone. Yeah, oh, dude. See, but then like, I didn't see. I didn't put myself in the pissed on person's yeah. 
gown or whatever it is they were wearing. You know what I mean? I didn't, I wasn't able to put myself in that urine soaked yeah. position. So I couldn't think, I'm like, oh, why would anybody be soaked in piss? But of course, no one would choose to be soaked yeah. in piss. Yeah. But then like, then you can start deriving other things from that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe someone got stuck in that revolving door and the piss hit him and oh, like, yeah. lubed it up. And, you know, maybe that guy liked getting pissed on. And what we, and what we miss is that guy going up there and going, hey, thank you guys. <laughs> Yeah, when he screamed, I'm going to kill you, asshole, he was just talking to somebody else. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you couldn't see behind uh, the other characters. That was the the problem. He was actually talking to somebody else. And the reaction on Mitch, they were just shocked. They were like, oh, oh my God, the guy who likes getting pissed on by us, he's really angry at this other person on the roof next to us. You know what I mean? Like, responsible for all the other extra urine that yeah. he wasn't expecting. There's probably some guy, like, taking pictures or something. Yeah. Uh, he's getting to have his secret revealed. Yeah, you don't need to uh. do that. What, what's, what's that all about? <laughs> Another good part of this minute, You want if, if you want to know where this movie's at, in, in accordance with, like, time and period, right? Right. Like, Mitch is going through the classifieds of the paper <laughs> to find a... Uh, yeah, it's pre-Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, pre-Craigslist, pre-electronic uh, CV, uh, what, CVs and <laughs> I, I hit, think hitting submit. It's true, but yeah. you know what? It was, it was kind of... I feel like... See... What's weird is like I grew up during this awkward time. It right. was even better than that. What's what's sad about it is you go back and you look at a like a timeline right. of technology development mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, I could have had a fucking Google back in like nineteen ninety-six? <laughs> like you know what I mean? You're like, shit, I didn't start using that till like two thousand four, right. you know? So I feel like I feel like dirty work sometimes, it's in that like real awkward period like you talk about where it's like, uh, like they're still looking at the paper, but the sad thing I know is I'm like, this isn't so long ago where they didn't have computers, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, some, like they probably could, but like people at this time were still choosing yeah. papers. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, cause it was, it was 1998, so Windows 98 was out. Yeah. yeah. So computers too clunky. There. Too yeah. clunky still. Yeah. 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 That's also something you couldn't really do on the roads. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 they also want to have a setup in the passenger side, but like, yeah, it's, I mean, like, I kind of, I, I kind of came at the end of the era too. Like, well, like, I, I didn't, I didn't really newspapers, but I was well aware of that's like, you know, the whole red circle and X thing. Yeah, and, I want to, I like, if I could go back in time, right? and assassinate anybody to change the future, I would kill the person who decided to put a keyboard on the cell phones. <laughs> like, that's where it all got fucked up. There was a period of time, a beautiful period of time, where you used to be able to call people on their cell phones yeah, instead yeah. of text them, and they wouldn't get mad. In fact, they would get mad when you texted them, because they're like, "Yeah, that caused money. N- now I gotta fucking push the five key 20 times. <laughs> You know what I mean? To send a message, right? But the dude who, like, so we could have been still living in an age where people still talked, still used their voices if we could just (laughs) kill that person who came up with the keyboard. That's where I think technology really went off the rails. Well, funny enough, you know a time traveler. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Castillo. I don't know if you heard of him. He's a time lord. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, uh... Really? Yeah, well, we have to... It's tricky to get in contact with him now. You know what? If Jeremy was a Time Lord, and, and like, like, this is, like, I would be, I would be super pissed off. It's kind (laughs) of like, you know, when, like, the doctor, like, fucking, like, reforms, and he's, like, this goofy, curly-haired motherfucker who's wearing, like, you know, rags and stuff like that. He's like, I'm goofy looking this time (laughs) around. Like, same thing. If Jeremy was a Tyler, I'd be like, fuck, I'm Jeremy this time around? Oh, man. I've been asking for, like, Filipino-Japanese chick for, like, 20 seasons, and I get fucking... 
yeah. but he's he's from an, he's from an alternate timeline though. So I mean, he's a, he's in a timeline where he killed Hitler. Yeah. And now there are no Peruvians. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so there's no Machu Picchu. Oh yeah, my there's no Machu God. Picchu. We know what happened. Like just, I like I like how erasing Peruvians in the 40s, uh, you know, causes an ancient ruins to never exist. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that's what got the atomic bomb instead of Hiroshima. Oh, yeah. snap! But, but like, Atomic is different in this timeline, too, because the Peruvian people just kind of gather yeah. at Machu Picchu. Right. And then this this atomic bomb just kind of uh, displaced them in time, too. Yeah. It was like a one gigantic time machine just that, that could be used once. It is kind of nice of them to drop the bomb up in the mountains. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> look, if you lived up there, this is what would have happened. And then, and then the Japanese were like, hey, come on. You bomb Machu Picchu. Why you got to drop it on our city? You well, couldn't drop yeah. it. <laughs> you know what? I this might be a little bit off topic, David. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I, I've always just wondered, right? Like, we're always so obsessed with watching nuclear bombs explode over, you know, oceans and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, how awesome would it be if you just dropped, in, like, a nuclear bomb on Mount Everest? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever see the mountain get destroyed? Sounds <laughs> like avalanches and all the dead bodies will fall down. But like all at the same time. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like just one catastrophic explosion. I think it might hurt our ego a bit. We're just like, oh, my universe was bigger than I thought. I, <laughs> I thought it was just this thing. Like, you know, you're, you're going to see it like a, like it's like the Matterhorn from Disney. You just see like a little missile going, <laughs> and then it blows up and the mountain crumbles into dust and then you can see the land past it. That was once <laughs> block by Mount Everest yeah. and then you're just like oh oh crap this is like an entire region <laughs> oh yeah of, yeah. of the world but then you go look at this view <laughs> and look how much easier it is look how, look how much easier it is to, to climb Mount Everest yeah <laughs> we've made it we've made it so much easier right we're all about yeah. fair play nowadays yeah. I mean like what's a what would be the harm yeah, I want to ask you yeah like yeah. What's, what's what's Mount Everest doing for this planet <laughs> Yeah. It kills like six people a year or something. Yeah, but that's not enough people to make a difference. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what John does. Anytime he wants to get people to stop going to a region of the world, he just makes it like a, he just drops a nuclear bomb there. <laughs> and then it just becomes like this, like 20,000 year game of the floor is radioactive. <laughs> it's like, these are the areas of the planet you can't step on. That's the game. I think it's a good way to make boundaries, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, if someone's like, don't come in here. And then they're like, why? Because there's an imaginary line. It's like, no, because it's filled with deadly radiation. Yeah. yeah. That'll work way better than a wall. You, you don't, you don't, you don't need fences between you and your neighbor. Just an expanse of a nuclear wasteland. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what you need. Just, just some horrible, un, un, where there's no life. Just, or, or it's all like, you know, mutant critters. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a fence. You just won't survive the passage <laughs> between you and your neighbor. You have to live on your own exactly. non-radiated and, square. And then, it'll, and then it'll turn into some weird reality show where people try to cross these ra- irradiated parts of the world, right? And then they'll be like, oh, Martha Martha and Tim only got uh, two days in and got about 500 um, meters before they just collapsed and died. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my thoughts on Mount Everest. <laughs> Uh, um, wait, speaking of Mount Everest, those people in line, yeah, right, uh, waiting to go up Mount Everest, yeah, and, is yeah. that what they were doing? Uh, had to. I just was, always assume yeah. they're waiting for a movie. Yeah, they called it a movie yeah, line. It, yeah. Did they call it a movie line? Yeah. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and there was a movie theater. It kind of looked like a... Did it, 
see, was it a movie? Yeah. It, it, to me, I, I always look at that and it just looks like people standing in a line. And I'm like, what <laughs> fucking movie are these people seeing where they're standing in line during the daytime? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is the most square. These are the squares. It should be like a church line. These should just be <laughs> old women. We've come for the matinee. That's when they play the Shirley Temple films. You know what I mean? They're all kind of lined up in precision in a way where it looks like they're about to bust out into like a musical number. Yeah. Like this is some kind of diverse cast for some... Uh, <laughs> Some, some musical that's supposed to be edgy and real. See, th- I know this is what you filmmakers would do to make shit look like a real line, but yeah. not me. I would hire seven white dudes who all looked exactly <laughs> the same, wearing the exact same clothes, having them stand in a fucking line orderly, you know, one after another. And then you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's that fucking line going? <laughs> what movie is that for? <laughs> why is it? Why is it only white dudes in that Michael Douglas falling down? <laughs> they all have briefcases. They all have. Uh... They all briefcases, and one of them has a child. <laughs> <laughs> or I always picture that thing where it's like I'm gonna walk in a place and I'm gonna see all these men in suits and they're all carrying briefcases and they all have those like derbies on their heads and apples in front of their faces and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Why is there apples? And it's like the painting. All right, this would be a good trend to start. I think. Yeah, you just, you just gather people to make weird lines, and people you watch you watch if people will join the line. Yeah, yeah. or like if they just look at them based know? on the content of yeah. the line. You know, <laughs> like it's one in the morning, and you see a line in Waikiki of like thirty-two uh, eight-year-old girls, and you're like, what? why are they all waiting outside this ramen shop? I don't know what's going. There's something happening. I, I like I like the voice. You took on for that too. It's like, oh, are all these little girls just I'm out, I'm out at night a lot, and uh, my only mechanism is the strange character of my voice. I need to find out what all these little girls are doing. I want to be the hero this time. What? Why am I not at home? You know, I should probably. Why am I out here looking a little? I should probably get to sleep early and wake up and exercise and do things with my life you know it's like instead of just creeping around at night i could you know maybe find a job and you know maybe volunteer my local pet shelter yeah we, we can change a lot of lives with this <laughs> this idea it's a very specific person yeah. you know <laughs> some men that find redemption through, through uh so taking you care know of what he re- we know what he realized he's like what am i doing with my life just walking around at night being creepy is this how i want to live i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be i'm gonna be 40 it's still creeping around at night. God, yeah, because I need, to, when you, I need to get my act together. When you do that and you're creeping around, and there's just a bunch of adults having fun. You you don't think about your behavior that much, right? But then when you run into a, a line of thirty two little girls, you're like, oh, this I'm I'm being weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't even be seeing this now. I should be getting ready for work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in this minute, they're in Mitch's car when he points out the uh, the movie line, and they get the whole great mooning scene. That we remember from the trailer, and I think it's one of one of the best scenes in the movie because it's something everyone remembers from the movie if they haven't seen it, just from the trailer and stuff. But you can see in the background that they had to shut the the street down while they were filming. So there's like a motorcycle cop on the left side, and then later on you can see one drive up on the right side while Sam's doing the mooning. So <laughs> they're lucky they didn't get a ticket or something. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it would be really unprofessional for that film team to not yeah. tell the cops what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this 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 overweight man is going to flash his ass. <laughs> we just keep that a secret from the cops. Yeah. I, I think it's great. I mean, it's, I think somebody noticed this, right. obviously. But, like, I love it that there's something that they were like, you know what? No one's going to see this the first time around, right? Yeah. And then the people that are watching the second time, you want them to see it. Because they're going to love it. They're going to see this and be like, ah, there's God. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. people love finding those things. Yeah. And, and it took me like 40 times of watching this movie. I've never seen it. No. I, I've never seen that. So that's what I'm saying. You pointed out a Easter egg for me. Yeah. I was like, that's it was awesome. And I was just like, I, I realized that if somebody had actually taken that out, like you'd think that oh, somebody yeah. might want, they'd actually be depriving me. Is is kind of neat that somebody was like, you know what? Just leave it because the chances are it's not going to matter. Yeah. And it and that shot cost us like $8,000. Yeah. So let's just fucking keep going. Yeah, so, <laughs> human psychology is an interesting thing. You know I'm saying? Like, it happens all the time in movies and I've noticed it more and more. If you just go back and watch, I, I think one of the most more obvious ones if you just go back and watch a superhero movie yeah right and you see what you see them sweeping shots of like iron man flying around getting shot at right and people are watching like you should just look at the people who are on the street because <laughs> like 90 because 95 percent of the time right they're just standing around because you know they're, they're taking these they're taking these sweeping shots right and they're not going right. to tell everyone that they're shooting mm. right so like and these things are expensive so they're going to take a couple of these shots and just use them but right. like it's funny if you just really pay attention to those people on the streets most of them are just not reacting to what's going on <laughs> because you know the the they're not, they're not being told. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a, that's a part of the magic trick. You, you ever see mm-hmm. that one where they get like a, a like a dancing bear or a clown in the oh, background yeah. pop out, right? It's like that's that, – that, I think that's the kind of thing. I think people understand psychology and they can they can play with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like fun. If, if, you're, if you're putting something on the screen that's interesting enough, it doesn't really matter what's in that background because everyone's looking at the important thing. Yeah, yeah. Some people will probably see that black bum in like the backseat of the car. <laughs> we just never seen before. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would freak you out, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I've been here all along. <laughs> that would be the perfect way for, like, some kind of crazy imaginary person to, like, appear in your life. You know what I mean? They're just like, I've been here the whole time. Ah. <laughs> how, how awesome would it be if you could just set up this elaborate prank, right, against just one person? You, get, you just get a team that's dedicated to do it. Right. But, like, you make, a, you make a film, right, and you make an exact copy of that film, but you put little nuances in there, like people standing in the background, right, and you just mm. make sure that, this, that only this one person watches it. <laughs> Right, and then they'll be talking about stuff like you see, like those creepy people in the background. And the people are like, "What are you talking about? We don't. What movie are you? Did you watch? Like the same one you did? Like we don't know what you're talking about, man." See, that's but that that's what makes it interesting. Is like, and what would be even better is if the people who just watched it the first time yeah. enjoyed it. Right, right. Isn't that amazing? Like you could watch it, enjoy it, not notice those things, but they were there. And then you watch it, enjoy the movie also, now having seen those things, right. you know what I mean? And you're still enjoying it. That's like, this is going to sound stupid, but I, I thought it would be cool once to have an entire story mm. where you just keep throwing in double entendres, <laughs> right? Everywhere throughout this book, and you don't ex- necessarily clarify them too well. So right. then it becomes a literary choose-your-own-adventure. Depending on how you interpreted Every one of those junctures will uh, take you to different ends. Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, that would be interesting. No, yeah. I mean, that's... That'd be kind of... I yeah. don't know how you'd write like that. I don't know work. how you'd write yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Anthony, your, your mind works on a different level, you know what I'm saying? 
I mean, you had to have you had to have a certain intuition about you to, to invent the George Foreman grills. Right. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't put yourself out there, man. You you know how to work these things out. No, you know what the you know what the big revelation is with the with the grill is. I just realized uh, whether you grill grill meat forward or backwards, it's always the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are we just grilling one side at a time? You can grill from the front. You can grill from the top. You can cook that meat on all sides at the same time. I don't know why we took a one-sided approach. Yeah, it saves so much time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the real breakthrough, was just realizing that meat is the same forward as it is backwards. Yeah. Hmm. It's like one of those, it's like a circle. It's a flat circle. Meat is a flat yeah. circle. Is it the right side of the steak or the left side of the steak? Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe I flipped it around. Yeah. And the best part is that grease catcher, because then you could just drink all that stuff at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that's your reward. The See, yeah. people were wondering about that. They're like, what's this grease catcher? I'm like, it's the prize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you when you eat your cereal, you just throw out the milk. No. <laughs> you enjoy the spoils of war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite wow. thing to do with that is put it in the freezer. And then a couple hours later, you have yourself a little grease popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> See, people are get all confused. They're like, popsicle. It's like, it's like you like that grease when you're eating it earlier. What makes you think you're not going to like it later as you're licking it while it's frozen? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's the same grease. Just a different state. Yeah. You know it's just I mean? cold. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that cold state grease, you know, people, people, uh, you know, they don't talk enough about that, I feel. Wow. That's... Uh. That's another podcast. Yeah. That's Cold podcast. State Grease Podcast. That's a good name for a, a band or something. <laughs> so do you guys have anything else for this minute? <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good minute. Yeah, it was a very good minute. <laughs> you progress the story. Yeah. We know, we know that these two are going to be getting jobs. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> is always exciting. Job hunting is always a good topic yeah. in, the, in the film. So. <laughs> yeah, it shows that change is about to happen. Yeah. Uh, and they're about to, you know, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, they're about to be under management of a pretty legendary figure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty excited to yes, get to that. Anthony, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, what a ta. Sign that pity on the runny kind. <laughs> Yeah, that is yeah. Uh, not dirty work. That is yeah, Pootie Tang. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was, I thought <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I was thought cool. I was having this real cool signature sign off, and I quoted another movie. Yeah, no. uh, you know. There you go. Yeah, another idea for the game. Yeah, Pootie Tang. We gotta write that down. So I've, yeah. never, I've never seen Pootie Tang. Oh, you've never seen Pootie Tang. No, you should watch it. It's yeah. good. I'll try to watch it tonight. Um, tomorrow, <laughs> Anthony, can you join us again? Oh yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. Same time, same place. Yeah, yeah. And listeners, uh, hope you guys will join us tomorrow to find out what happens in minute 21 of Dirty Work. And uh, I've never seen Pootie Tang. Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible.